to Wonder Blue Skies. It's me, Dave, and I'm really excited this week because I want to talk to you about your mum. Now before you go wondering how I know your mum, or what I can tell you about her, it's not your mother. It's a process of changing your life, and basically all changes require motive, objective, and movement. And the initials of those spell mum. So the process of changing your life is dependent on three main steps. These steps are the same whatever the changes you intend to make and they are the same for everyone. It makes no difference if the change is to include an exercise routine to lose weight, to give up smoking or to change your job. So together with various other people we've come up with an easy way to remember. When you want to make a change you should always consult your mum. So what does this mean? Well, these are the three steps that everyone must take in order to create a lasting change in their life. And those steps are, number one, you have to have a motive. Number two, you have to have an objective. And finally, number three, you have to have movement. Now we know what steps you have to take to make a lasting change. Let's take a look at what each one is and how to do it. So the first one is motive. Before any change can take place, you have to create the motive. This is the reason why things have to be changed. If you don't have a motive, then any changes will turn out to be simply a dream. You'll probably say stuff like, I really should give up smoking, or I really should lose weight, or I really should look for another job, or even I really should change my life. All these should statements mean that the change you are talking about is very unlikely to happen. It's simply a should. And shoulds are by their very definition tenuous things. So now I'm going to make a major assumption that anyone who is listening to this or watching this knows that tentative changes are just likely to be ignored and therefore they won't get done. The only way to make these shoulds into cast iron motives is to make them so important that they are going to become painful if they are not done. How many times have you stopped doing something because you've hurt yourself. Let's go back for a moment to our childhood. As children, we all like to take risks and be a bit adventurous. We like to push the boundaries. It's part of the growing up process and we'll continue to push even if our parents say stop doing that because you'll get hurt if you carry on. Or as my mum often used to say, there'll be some rain after all this wind. Eventually, something drastic happens and depending upon the thing we are doing, we could cut ourselves, we could take a tumble, or so on. The ultimate result will be 
that we hurt ourselves. Now, do we do it again, or do we learn from it? In other words, the painful results of our actions created the change within us. So now let's come to the present. Suppose we want to lose weight. All too often we make the noises about losing weight, but do we actually do it? I'll bet more than 75% of you said no to that question. But, if you were to take a long, hard look in the mirror, or to read the statistics about obesity, and take note of your BMI, and realise that you are morbidly obese, or the dress you bought a week ago no longer fits you, then that can provide the pain that gives you the motive to move forwards with the weight loss. So now we've looked at motives, the next thing to look at is objectives. So in whatever way we have identified the motive, our reason that we are going to take the steps necessary to achieve the desired outcome, be it give up smoking, losing weight, changing jobs, etc., we need to set ourselves the objective, which is another name for the goal. In order to make, make the goal a solid object, we have to identify exactly what it is we are working towards. It isn't good enough to set the objective as being, I want to lose some weight, or I want to give up smoking. These statements are too wishy-washy. We need to firm them up with something very, very, very specific. For example, in six months time, I want to have lost, and you must be realistic here, say 10 pounds excess weight, and to feel fitter because of it. So you'll note my comment about being realistic. It is no use saying that you want to lose 42 pounds in three months, if you know that because of your lifestyle, you won't be able to lose the necessary three and a half pounds a week. Therefore, it's far better to set an achievable target and then be able to move forward to the next target than to set an unrealistic target and fall by the wayside because you can't keep up. If it is your motive or intention to give up smoking, and I know that there are people who become sufficiently motivated to give up immediately, by reducing from 20 cigarettes a day to 15 cigarettes to 10, then five, then zero, then that is far better than saying, that's it, I've stopped smoking, only to restart an hour later. The objective is the long-term plan of what you want to achieve. And you can write this down in huge great letters and pin it up all over the house in order to reinforce your objectives. But it isn't really sufficient to have motives and objectives to be really certain that you are going to make the changes you require. You have to have the movement. So that leads us to step three, which is movement. Movement is the result of taking action. You can plan your objective with absolute military precision. But unless you do what is necessary to make it happen, then I'm sorry, but it's doomed to fail. So how do you equate movement to the chosen project? Does it mean starting a new exercise regime? Does it mean taking up a hobby to occupy yourself? Or does it mean something else? Often, it can be a simple step that begins to create the momentum that is required to carry you and your plan forwards. For example, maybe you choose to make a phone call that will put you in touch with someone who can assist you in part of the plan. But then having made that phone call, you decide that because you have made one call, it wouldn't do any harm to make a second 
and a third, and so on. Maybe you choose to read a chapter of a book that will give you some insight into things to do. And having read that one chapter, you go on to read another two. Either way, you have begun the movement section and have taken steps towards your objective. By now, it will have become apparent that taking action is crucial to achieving your objectives. And the bigger the action you take, the more you will move ahead. In other words, to get the biggest benefit from your mom, know what you want, know why you want it, and take huge action to get it. So in conclusion, the only way things can ever change in any person's life is by action being taken. Sometimes this action is the result of conscious decisions that we make, and also other times the action is forced upon us by external forces. But either way, the net result is that things will change. So if you want to make permanent, positive, lasting changes in your life, then remember to always consult your mum. And so until the next time we speak, live a life of passion and power. And remember, don't predict the future, create it. So there you go. That's a short talk about objectives. So if you want to check out the blog, the blog is underblueskies.co.uk and we also use hashtags to get us to that blog which are hashtag UBSkies. So all that remains now is to say thank you so much for taking part in this either by listening to it or by watching it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Have a great day. I'm Dave B. This is Under Blue Skies. Be safe, be careful and look after yourselves. Bye bye now. Sound of success.